Hello and welcome to the Impact Podcast from us at Impact Wales. We're Finn and Jane and every week we'll be bringing you lots of discussion, comments and opinion on everything research and education. We'll be talking professional learning, what's happening in the education world and everything in between to help you make a difference in your school. Hello Jane. Hello Finn, here we are. Welcome back to the academic year 2023-24. And we are recording this at the beginning of August. So this yes. is we're, we're talking about this this bit of time machine. Uh, it's uh, will appear for you three weeks later. It's a, it's a bit of a struggle, isn't it, to get <laughs> to get a, a summer holiday mode. Not that we're having very no, much of a, no. a nice weather summer holiday wise. Summer holiday brain, yes, into work summer holiday brain. brain. So it's indeed. Yeah. So what we're talking about today and. We, we talk about this a lot, but we're going to talk about accountability again. But from the perspective of what should we be doing with accountability that fits in with the policy expectations, with the direction of travel in Wales, with the ethos of curriculum for Wales, what should we be doing? What's the kind of ideal situation? So we're going to look at yeah, that today. It's it's our musings, isn't it? It's yeah. our, our, our conversations that we've had over the past couple of months as well. Seems a lot longer than that years really about accountability yeah because i know at the end of term we did our end of term podcast but other things have have come out that we that we've pulled together so we felt that start the new year off yes let's focus mm-hmm. on a positive response yeah to what was published at the end of last term because yeah. this is the thing it the um, welsh government published their evaluation plan and we did talk about it in our last podcast but it kind of got lost at the end of the term, which is not entirely yeah, surprising. Yeah, yeah. So we wanted to come back to that, but look at it from a, a, a sort of solution-based uh, perspective yeah. to think about, well, okay, so this is what is being planned. And this is the kind of history of where mm. how we've come to this point. But where should we be going? What, mm. what it sh- should it look like if we were going to take yeah. the recommendations of successful futures and all of those kinds of things into account? What would be useful? I think is, yes. is, is our yes. is our strap line really, isn't it? Okay, so what have we been doing this week? Bearing in mind that this is a couple of days before term actually starts. Well, we're, we're actually preparing for quite a busy term this term, aren't we? That we we've are. got our diary more or less full, full which is which is which is good so we're going back to lots of schools yeah. that we started working with in the summer term and I know we're going back uh, for the first day of term to back to Raglan Primary yeah which is carrying on some work that we're doing with them as well but it's nice to see that we're, we're also working with some other schools within that cluster yeah coming up in the autumn term as well which is which is fantastic uh, so we've been over the summer holidays we've certainly been catching up with a lot of development work and one big piece of development mm-hmm. that we're really looking forward to kind of sharing with everybody this uh, coming autumn term is the pedagogy at the heart of curriculum for Wales work. Yeah, I mean, we for those subscribers that that are on Impact Plus, you know, we put professional learning packs on there, but this one is also going to go on there. Yeah, um, as well. Once it's finished, we're having a bit yeah. of a nightmare with formatting. You're having a nightmare. nightmare with formatting, and it's just driving me insane. But but we'll get there in the end. We'll get there in the end. Absolutely. Uh, so we've just got lots of. Uh, read we we write a bit and then pass it back to each other and then yeah. we we redraft it and and so we're at that stage we're nearly there we are and so you will quite... hear about more about that yeah. um, as the term goes on but we're really excited about this because obviously pedagogy is at the heart of good teaching yeah. and learning 
good you know curriculum design is absolutely at the heart well, of curriculum well, pedagogy well. seems to be the one thing that we're, we're picking more and more work up yeah on doing with schools as well isn't it mm. it's shifted a little bit from assessment even though we're still doing lots of assessment but mm. then pedagogy is coming in there as well so there's lots of useful things within the pack that we are well, well it's, it's we'll basically what does schools. good pedagogy look like yeah. in curriculum yeah. for well yeah. so listen in and you'll hear more about yeah. that as time goes on so um what we wanted to start with with accountability is kind of the history where where have we come from what where did this all start because um way back way back in 2015 when successful futures by professor graham donaldson the review of curriculum in wales was funny enough i had to sort out of the office over the summer and i found the original copy of, of successful futures well do you know what i've still got mine mm. in my um, office at home yeah that we put in one of those plastic yeah. covers and I still regularly go, yeah, back, go back to, to it, it. Yeah. because the thing is a lot of what was said in there is actually coming to fruition yeah. now it, it, you know eight years later so in February of 2015 when that was published there uh, a recommendation was actually made about accountability it was recommendation 68 and it was and I'm quoting here the Welsh Government should no longer gather information about children and young people's performance on a school by school basis but should monitor performance in key aspects of the curriculum through annual testing on a sampling basis. That sounds incredibly familiar. It does, doesn't it? So really, the, the situation we're in at the moment is that back in 2015, that recommendation was uh, where the sample, the, the sampled monitoring programme, which is supposed to um, be piloted in, in 25, 26, actually came from yeah. So when you think about that, that, that was initiated or recommended in 2015 mm. and is going to come to fruition in 2025. Yeah. That's a decade. Yeah. yeah. That's a long time. It is. It's a, it's a long time in education because we know in education, we always have cycles, don't we? Yeah. And here we are. I mean, you know, well, well, I'd just like to point out that, you know, the Curriculum for Excellence in Scotland, which is pretty much the same blueprint as Curriculum for Wales, They've had their curriculum, I think, around about 12 to 13 years. And they're thinking about reform. Mm -hmm. And it's taken us not that short, that much short of that, a decade yeah. to just settle the accountability yeah. for Curriculum for Wales. Yeah. I mean, I think that says it yeah. all. I know we've had a pandemic in the middle of that, but still, yeah, it's, it's a long time. Isn't well, it? The if, timeline hasn't shifted that much, has it really? No. And if we go back to May of 2021... Kirsty Williams, just before she left mm. office as uh, First Minister, she commissioned some research into developing the new school performance measures. So if we're talking about accountability, it took mm. Kirsty Williams, Welsh Government, an additional six years from um, the successful futures yeah. to say, right, we need new school performance measures. Yeah. So that was an awful long time. And then, as we said, July 14th, just gone, 2023, um, Welsh Government published their evaluation plan, which included information about the sampled monitoring programme. Yeah. So that, yeah, that's, that's what we were talking about. Appeared again. And the, the key question that, that linked with that, the question that the sampled monitoring programme is supposed to answer is, are our children doing across the country doing increasingly well? So 
I, I think I'd missed, or I maybe had read in Successful Futures when it first came out about the sampling, but I think with everything else that was going on, it's one of those things you read and you forget about. But mm. when you go back to it and think, ah, yeah, how many other things are in Successful Futures that, yeah, that we that, might that we, come back and have a look? Absolutely, that are, are sort of on their way, but we didn't yeah. realise that's where they come from. So the what we know currently about this sampled monitoring programme is that it's going to be a sample of schools who are going to carry out an annual testing regime on a range of elements of curriculum for Wales, and that it's not going to be the same schools every year. We don't know what the sample is going to involve. So all the year groups will kind of get into the nitty gritty of that later. But the fact is that this this, uh, sampled approach where what we do know that the um the results from this because it's sampled is they're not intended to be linked directly with the school Mm. so there's going to be no you know school a did this and this is their results and this means this about school there's not going to be any of that it's just a kind of a a general overview of what's happening in schools yeah but so this this whole sampled monitoring process uh, program is designed to basically say, well, what are standards like now that we've got curriculum for Wales? But that's only one element of the the accountability ecosystem. You know, the 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 information that we have about what goes on in schools and how that information is going to be used and what plans mm-hmm. Welsh government have to develop or to yeah. use the information. I, I also think it's, it's important to recognise that when we're talking about accountability, we're not just talking about GCSE results or, or literacy numeracy results. We're not just talking about examinations. We're talking no. about a much wider remit when we're talking about accountability, aren't we? Yeah. We're talking about, you know, there's lots of the data that's around there. And, I, and I'm sure we've mentioned these in other, other podcasts that we've got. You know, attendance is one of the big things yeah. from our government at the moment. You know, coming back in September, you know, I think school's going to find it very challenging. Yeah. You know, to, to raise to attendance. raise attendance yeah know, from from the past couple of years or so things like that well-being again is another one so it's a much wider remit isn't it that when we talk about accountability absolutely and up until now um the idea of accountability for schools is very much about um well you carry out some kind of action um, and that creates a result and then that result is held as a kind of punitive measure over whether what you've been carrying out has been good enough or not. And there are various bits of data. That's a horrible expression, yeah. but I should probably not say that. But there are lots of data sets, that's the way I say, um, already present across Wales that will need development mm-hmm. to align itself with the ethos of curriculum for Wales that um, Welsh Government, you would expect them to be sharing information about what that development looks like in their evaluation plan but there was a key omission in their evaluation plan because they didn't talk about attendance they didn't talk about key stage four indicators they didn't talk about GCSE results they didn't talk about any of that and there is going to need to be some development because we see we know that GCSEs are changing yeah well in some form in some in form. Some form. But let's not go into, into Jesus. Either. So we did, as we mentioned in our last podcast, we did poke Welsh Government on uh, DMs on Twitter or X, as it's, it's now called, and said, look, you know, what's happening with Key Stage 4 indicators? Yeah. What, you know, uh, 
what's going to change if anything are we going to have new ones um and their new key stage four indicators will be in place by summer of 2025 development will be taking place during the next academic year and the, the following one so again that's a decade yeah. of decision making mm -hmm. about key stage four indicators and how we're going to use external examinations and other yeah. data to actually um well that's that decide how well things are going in Wales. that's a whole group of, of pupils isn't it when you think about it who were in primary school when they started and they've they've gone right through the system and out the other at the other side yeah gosh yes when you think about mm -hmm. that like oh, 10 yeah. years 10 yeah. years is a yeah. very long time but I think what's really interesting is the the research paper that Kirsty Williams commissioned in May of 2021 to look at accountability and to look at performance indicators. Um, it actually um, said, and I'm quoting again here now, there are few examples of evaluations of curriculum reform internationally that follow similar models to curriculum for yeah, Wales. Yeah. And that means that everything that's related to curriculum for Wales, we are kind of, well, we're, we're forging our own path, yeah. which makes things so much harder. So to a certain extent, you know, Welsh government could be forgiven for taking so long yeah. to do this. Yeah. Well, it's, in, in a way, it is leading the way, isn't it? It's it's finding that way. And I just realised as well that that commission from Kirsty was literally just before yeah. she left. Yeah, literally. It was, it was last, like a couple of weeks. Thing, yeah, it? yeah. yeah. So the last thing that she did before she left the post was said, we need to get the performance motion yeah, sorted. Yeah, I'm off. Bye. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> somebody else can do that. <laughs> okay, so um, in fact, the Successful Futures, who Professor yeah. Donaldson, they, um, Professor Donaldson suggested that the sampled monitoring programme should should happen. Yeah. But the what he said in, in Successful Futures, that that sampled monitoring programme, he didn't give any details on what it should look like or anything like that, but he did suggest that it should test literacy, numeracy, digital competence and science. So just those four yeah. skills. But but we know, Graham Donaldson coming from Scotland, that mm. was very much the model that Scotland had. Yes. Didn't it? And the yeah. operative word there is the part tense yeah. had, because they actually had it, I can't remember the date of when they stopped using it, but um, if you read James McNerney's yeah, yeah. book, um, Class Rules, um, The Truth About Scottish mm. Schools, um, which is a fascinating read, a really easy read as well. And um, we did a podcast with it. With we did, yes. A, a so year or two ago. It's worth going back and listening to that as well. That um, The sampled monitoring tests that they had, which were just, I think, literacy and numeracy, mm. were really, really useful. And um, they were well received and they went very well until it looked like the results in Scotland were actually falling, standards were falling. And then... Whether the two are related, I don't know. But then very soon after those standards started to drop, they were scrapped. Yeah. So, you know, make of that what you will. So that's what Successful Future said. He said literacy, numeracy, digital competence and science. Um, there was also a second research um, project that um, was commissioned by Jeremy Miles as a result of the one that mm. was, uh, was commissioned by Kirsty Williams. So the one research... It's like part two, isn't it? It, it, it is. Yeah. It's like it was doing the things that part one mm. didn't have the information for. So saying, well, we haven't got all of the data, so what data should we have? And this um, study was commissioned by Jeremy Miles. And just as a complete aside, when I was putting together some of the notes for, for this podcast, 
I looked at the um, the company, the organization who carried out the research. It was it's a company called um, an organization called Social Finance, who are research and data analysts who create data platforms for publicly funded bodies. So like social work or um, looked after children NHS, or yeah, NHS yeah. or yeah, things like that. And the actual, um, so the actual project, what they did is they, they went to panels of teachers and leaders and system leaders in Wales and said, well, look, what do you think of the current data sets that we've got in Wales? What other data sets would you have? If we were to have this kind of data set, what would you think of it? What do you think the problems would be? What, how would we measure this? So, you know, ask them all those kinds of questions. And this research, they actually had all of the authors of this research on the paper. Mm. So being a bit of a nerd, I went back to their website and looked up all of these people and looked up all of their experiences. Mm. And there was only one person there who had any connection at all with education. And it was through um, a, the connection of uh, working with early years um, staff in local mm. authorities. So it wasn't actually education. So these are data analyst researchers, none of them teachers, none of them really qualified to talk about how would you test reading effectively mm -hmm. or how would you test whether someone's confident or not effectively. So not that side of things at all, which I thought, I think that is relevant. It's important, isn't it? Yeah, because they were making, they, this research study actually made recommendations about what key stage four indicators should include. So, you know, you, you would, it, key stage four indicators are not just numbers. Mm. You know, key stage four indicators are descriptions of the children, the young people in a particular school and their progress. Mm. So it's, it's numbers that directly relate to life experiences yeah. of people. So it's, you know, it's, it's it's with all the data that we collect in school isn't it it's so easy to forget that every single figure that you're talking about is related to a child there's a child mm. sitting underneath there and i think it's particularly as the data sets get bigger and bigger that we forget yeah all the other the newest and it's not a straightforward case of the data tells me this so this must, must be happening yeah we know that we collect data and analyze data in order to raise more questions yes not to get not to give for us to have answers and it's that forensic analysis of data i think it's really important and not just going with the with the surface level yeah picture that you get and i don't know where i read it i think it was a times ed um, article or something they were talking about one of the key failings of um, skills within schools for teachers and it is data analysis mm -hmm. It is teachers' ability to analyze data effectively and use that data to make a difference. Yeah. It, not because teachers are not doing a good enough job, but basically they're not being supported to understand how to do yeah. that process. Yeah. It's knowing Sorry. that the data is telling me this. Yeah. So what other data do I need? Yeah. To support where I'm going to go. Absolutely. With and when I'm looking at this data, I might think it tells me this, but does it actually, yeah. you know, really yeah. trying to answer questions yeah. effectively? Well, you you know, don't you, any sort of data set you do, you need to have the context yes. of what that data actually is representing. Yes. So you need to know the context of that school, yeah. of that group of children, 
um, of the type of examination it is or, or whatever well, that because there are so many factors that that come into it and that that brings us really neatly onto the to the recommendation by this um, research mm. project by social finance they recommended the key stage four indicators is are, are no longer a you know just a a, a gcse result and a number attributed mm. to and then aggregated to a cat nine score they were talking about a basket of three complementary mm. indicators like the post 16 where you have a value added achievement and destinations and they were suggesting that the uh welsh index of multiple deprivation and maybe the enhanced plask data um to get better understanding of curriculum equity impacts mm. so basically what they're saying is that have a key stage four indicator that takes into account um, the social deprivation, the experience mm -hmm. of that particular mm -hmm. school, so that you can have a more rounded. Mm -hmm. But there, there were some serious issues. Well, that's that what well. we want our curriculum to be able to do, isn't it? Yeah. So you know, realist. I like this idea of the your accountability basket. What yeah. have we got in the basket today? Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. I mean, but interestingly, so going back to um, successful futures. Um, Donaldson identified literacy, numeracy, digital content, science. The social finance um, research paper suggested the following um, skills should be assessed in sample monitoring. And I'm using the word skills in the very much broadest sense. So we had literacy, numeracy, digital competence, obviously, yeah. as before, but also creativity and innovation, critical thinking, problem solving, and personal effectiveness, which are the four yeah. uh, integral skills to yeah. the four purposes. Just leave that there. So let, let silence say it all. <laughs> Sorry. Um, okay. So how yeah. how would you create a unbiased, standardized test to recognize <laughs> personal effectiveness? Yeah. You know, it's, in what context? Because yeah. I know that I'm personally very effective as a runner. Yeah. Not so personally effective as a cook. Yeah, but also creativity and innovation. I know you could go down the whole route. route, route to, I'm sure we've done a podcast on creativity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can, can we have, can we, yeah. Can we, can we assess, was it assess creativity? I can't remember what it, what it was we talked about, but, you yeah. know, who, who determines what is, what is creativity? Who determines what, if somebody's creative or not? Absolutely. So, you know, when we're thinking about, um, that's the recommendation. Mm. So the next step, is a feasibility study yeah which they put the tender out for um well sorry no, no. they haven't yet put the, they put a prior information notice out for a feasibility study which is about looking at these sampled monitoring program tests and looking about looking at how much it would cost to carry out tests on these things and what kind of tests would they be how would they work how useful um, would they be? How useful, what information would be shared and with whom? Yeah. So, so basically the, the, the process of um, creating an accountability model is that they've had data and analysts and um, academics make suggestions about what should be tested. Now they're going to a data and assessment organization company. Whatever. Uh, who create assessments and say, um, what would it cost to do this? Mm. Not, should we do this or not? Not really, mm. but what would it cost to do this? 
and then I suppose they're going to do it. Yeah, they'll put a, a tender out for somebody to crack on and have a go at that. Absolutely. But there was another thing that was worth mentioning that in um, the tender for, uh, sorry, the prior information notice on Sell to Well. So before they put out a tender, before Welsh Government say, right, you know, bid for this, carry out this work, they say, look, we're thinking of doing this. So in that prior information notice, it says, and I quote, Curriculum for Wales does not contain a national standardised assessment framework. But we want to create a standard, standard. Yeah. A, 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 an understanding of how standards are doing. So what does that actually mean? <laughs> what does that mean? It means that um, without a national standardised framework then, yeah, in, in Curriculum for Wales, the tests itself themselves will become that framework. Yeah, yeah. Much as the national, national tests, tests are. Yeah. are now. Yeah. And th that doesn't seem like a problem because we've got national mm -hmm. tests. Mm -hmm. That's not a problem. But if you think about what information the school gets back from that that uh, test. So let's say they set a standard for creativity for pupils at age eight and your school takes part in that test and your school is deemed as your pupils are nowhere near as creative as they need to be. And this is the standard. This mm. is the question they were asked. And this is what we should be aiming for. That then creates a standard to which that school is yeah. working towards. And it then changes what's done in the classroom. It changes yeah. what happens in the school. But do, do we want to test people? I'm just going to throw that out there on how creative they are. Well, yeah, can you force question. someone to be creative? Well, how do you, how do you create creativity? Yeah. How do you teach creativity? And I don't think I'm a very creative person in many areas, but there are other things that I do that I think, yeah, yeah I'm quite creative. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm going to beg to differ there <laughs> because I remember many of the situations where we're sitting there talking about business strategy and you'll just come out with this gem like, oh, we should do that. Yeah. But, that's incredibly but, that, but that's creative. the thing, isn't it? It's about being creative in a particular context. area or a context that you're in. You know, I wouldn't say I was um, creative in the arts or creative you know painting or writing yeah. that that's not my sort of creativity I, I might have a different creativity with a spreadsheet or yeah. so with something else but that might not be seen as yeah. being yeah what we you know what do we actually mean by creativity well, this is it the question that pupils are going to be asked is going to set the model yeah. for what creativity yeah. is so it'll be really interesting to see how that one is managed yeah. or not because we know that national tests are going to stay for the next four years that 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 yeah. contract has just been reawarded. Yeah. Um, so that's definitely going to happen. But measuring learning or progress in, you know, your more standard things like reading and numeracy and, you know, writing, that's already incredibly complex. So you add the additional complexity of forging on a new path. I know PISA does um does things like critical thinking, don't they? Yeah. But that that's on a, that's on well, something on a rolling, you know, on a well that's, basis. So it's not every time that PISA comes around that it's creative thinking. No, creative, and that's what that's yeah. what they're suggesting with the standard monitoring program. That it's not every yeah. time. But if we're thinking about what a school would actually want, that I mean, um, a government wanting to know that children are doing increasingly well, 
but with no standardized measure other than GCSE results as it currently stands. We have to have something else. So there has to be a, a, a standard to That's measure the standards yeah. against. Yeah. Otherwise we just it's just floating in the wind. Yeah. And and then why do you want that that understanding of standards? Is it going to be for individual schools? Or is it going to be as a kind of national level for government to mm -hmm. say, well, our policy is working or it's not working or we need to change support yeah. or not change support? Or is it going to be both? Because you you risk at that point having, um, you know, lots, lots of expectations of this one test or this, you know, set of tests and it being really, really difficult mm -hmm. to achieve that. I think in a nutshell, there are still so many what ifs questions and uncertainty and it's not after eight years after eight years and, and we have regular conversations about accountability and i'm yeah. sure i think at least on a weekly basis if not more than that we talk about some of the, the issues around accountability and where we're going with that and what would be useful i think that's the key thing isn't it it's whatever if we've been if we're holding schools to account and we're asking schools to do this that and the other it's got to be useful for schools yeah so the question is why 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 are we holding schools to account if you're holding schools to account so that they can improve yeah. why does that need to be public yeah you know because improvement is about creating yeah. a better education why yeah. does it need to be public yeah you know, if we're holding a government to account for their education policy, then maybe that does need to be public because we're all going to be voting on that. If we don't know whether their education policy works or not, then we don't know which way to vote. So we were we were thinking about, um, you know, the, the criticism that we were, um, what's the word, um, aiming at all of the possibilities and thinking, well, okay, so, you know, let's put our money where our mouth is. If we were going to do this, if we were going to create an account accountability model for Wales. If we had a wish list. Yes, if we had a magic wand, what would we do? So we've come up with, and I'm just counting very quickly here, eight bullet points for what we think should happen in Wales. So should we have a go with them? Well, I think one of the, the 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 first things that you know, just going back to when when a long time ago when I was a curriculum leader and we were talking about working with our families of schools, mm. there was lots of benefit around working with schools and having conversations with and the, school, the secondary the secondary that were in a similar situation to with you. So, this idea of gathering key stage four indicators, um, but sharing with schools only as part of that family of schools, but making sure that you've got you know and i know how we categorize schools in a family of schools you've still got huge differences within that family and mm. it's maybe having a, a range of families mm. that you're part of for different purposes yeah so maybe a, a set of a, a family that you're in for attendance yeah. or a family that you're in for socioeconomic mm. situation or a family that you're in for family um you know family nurture or, yeah. or whatever it happens to be absolutely because um standards are only really that useful where you can compare mm. because you know saying that you're well you are a level three yeah i need to know well where does the scale yeah, start yeah. does the scale yeah. start from minus three and i'm yeah. actually doing really well or does it start from two yeah, yeah. <laughs> or you know up to 100 it, yeah. Where yeah am I? yeah exactly so it's 
so gathering key stage four indicators, but only sharing them with schools. What is the point in sharing information on key stage four indicators, which is a snapshot of the school's work mm. with parents? Mm. You know, I don't think most parents are um, particularly concerned about um, how many pupils got um, A to C grade in this particular subject, because they'll know their child, they'll know, you know, what their child is capable of, they'll want to know that their child is fully supported, and that their child is going to get the education that they need. So what their child, you know, if, if everybody in their year group got a an A star, I'm I'm just I'm not sure that that's but it, particularly but it's also helpful. That, that misunderstanding, I think, out in the wider world, that you know, if the school's got, I don't know, fifty-two percent, they start to see at yeah. level two at for mathematics, for example. Let's go back mm. to where to where I sit. But next year's co next year's intake and a cohort uh, got sixty-four percent. So, yeah. oh, what we do? We've they've all improved. Got, they've improved. Well. Not yeah. necessarily, because every we know that every cohort is different, and it's what yeah. the pu- group of pupils that you're working with. Yeah. That yeah, and at the yeah. moment, every examination mm. round is different. Yeah. You know, if we're talking about um, SQA results up in in Scotland mm-hmm. at the moment, and we'll be uh, well, sorry, at the moment of recording, but by the time you hear this, qualifications well, will have been out. Yeah. In, GCSEs in Wales. and A levels will have been out. Absolutely. So, and every year since COVID, they've been different. So yeah. it's not about necessarily exam results that you want to know. And we already have Estin. Yeah. You know, so Estin very um, uh, sensibly put out a parents' report. Mm-hmm. So let parents make decisions on schools based on the parents' report from Estin. And local knowledge. Yeah. What's wrong with that? Yeah, it's enough, isn't it? Well, you know, yeah. Estin already look at GCSE uh, results. They already look at standards within the school. They already mm-hmm. look at progress against the curriculum. So mm-hmm. the Estin report is a culmination of everything. Yeah, we we had a quite an interesting conversation this morning, as we normally do talking yeah. about this, and we got to the the point of Estin and this whole, you know, the you know, the, the, the the case of Ruth Perry over there in England. Yeah. And, and the Austin judgment and all of that that's that's, that's come to, come to the forefront and this idea of you know well, well the alternative that possibly we could have well hang on a second here now so Ruth Perry um just for those people who haven't been keeping up with that particular story um very sadly she um actually committed suicide in the inference was that it was because of her Ofsted report and the Ofsted report that the school didn't do well because of a safeguarding mm-hmm. issue not because of standards standards yeah, teaching of learning, yeah. teaching learning yeah. in the school but they have actually improved considerably but it's what a difference would it make if mm. we could remove safeguarding from the general testing inspection put safeguarding under and uh, we, we're talking in an ideal yeah you know, simple world back under la yeah on an annual basis an annual a review. little bit like you know the independent schools have yeah. a, a monitoring. an annual monitoring yeah you know and then we've got a f- real focus on teaching, learning, standards, quality of education, quality of education within schools. Absolutely. So then you could have on some kind of data system, you could have your parent estim report. Yeah. You go and look at it. You're looking, you're having that information 
collated for you in a manageable way that you can understand as a parent yeah. and you can go and have a look at the LA annual review a little bit like you know when you go to a restaurant you have that sticker on the yeah, you've got standard your, your rating four stars, your five stars absolutely or you know your your zero yeah. uh, hygiene rating yeah. you know that it's like a, it's a safeguard rating it's a safeguard yeah. rating actually because then you've got your estim report is absolutely focused on the thing that schools should be held accountable yeah. for and are really useful for parents what's actually going on in that school but the safeguarding is a separate issue and doesn't because this is i think happens in wales as well safeguarding if there's an issue your whole lesson report is affected yes. yeah okay so we've got a situation where i have key stage four indicators but use them for self-evaluation and school improvement privately with schools in a comparative um, situation or range of situations. So you can say, well, school down the road, um, they're a similar school to us and they're doing better in this mm -hmm. particular aspect. What are they doing? What can we learn yeah. from them? Yeah. Not just taking what they're doing, but no. having that conversation and yeah. you know, preparing discussion, up, working together yeah. to look at how you, you all can learn from each other. Yeah. But not having this oh well you're a red school or you're yeah. a you know you're a special measure boss school. of your family you know what are you doing about it yeah yeah because that's not helpful I mean the number of staff that we've spoken to this term alone whose school has gone into special measures mm. or a colleague of theirs school has gone into special measures and the emotional trauma difficulty and stress yeah that that creates and then takes away from people's capacity mm. to improve mm. you know it doesn't it doesn't help you improve by increasing stress. You need to be no, stress free yeah, yeah. in order to, supportive. yeah, in order to be clear minded enough to improve. So we also think that we should have a sample monitoring program for literacy, numeracy and science that should be shared nationally, but just a national picture. So not by school, mm. not by region, not by cohort, but just that um, accountability for education policy. So is what's happening in education in Wales good enough? Is it making a difference? Yes. Yeah. Is it improving? And that sits, that accountability sits with government, mm. consortia, local authorities, and ultimately schools, but it's the whole system having accountability mm. for that. Mm working together you know if we're a self-improving system let's support each other for that and the way to do that is to focus on support not shame mm. so from a school perspective it doesn't make sense to have a have as the the social finance report suggested to have a choice who they share their data with to say that you know well you should we're only going to share your data with the school, but it's up to you then who you share it with. Because if one school does it, the pressure will but be the, on all But it's all, also that conversation, isn't there? Why doesn't that school want to share their data? Oh, yeah. there must be something wrong with it. Yeah. You know, so it's it's that let's be transparent. Yeah. Let's make a decision. Let's be clear. Yes or no. Yeah. And share we think, no. you know, and every all of the literature about curriculum for Wales says don't do it. Yeah. You know, Professor Gons Donson said, don't do it. The um, OECD said, don't do it. it it's about um, using local and regional information directly with the school for school improvement right, purposes, yeah. not yeah. for a punitive shame purposes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is about support. So whilst we're talking about consortia and the middle tier, and of course, 
there's the middle tier review that Professor Dylan Jones from Trinity St. David is going to be carrying carrying out. Mm -hmm. Just as a, a little aside there, when we're talking about middle tier review, we're talking about local authorities, consortia, ESTIN, um, diocese, I assume, but also universities. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really interesting that a university or a person from a university is carrying out the yeah, review. Yeah. Vice Chancellor. Yeah. No, yeah. that's Deputy Vice Chancellor, Vice Chancellor. Yeah, from, one of those, yeah. yeah from that feels like a bit of a conflict of yeah. interest. Yeah. <laughs> it feels anyway. So um through that review, you know, all of those organizations, NAAL as well, they have a accountability remit to a certain extent and we think that that should be the the, the lines have been blurred we would really like to see that that review makes the delineation between support and challenge absolutely clear yeah. we think that estin should be for challenge and everyone else should be for support, support. Because when you have, when you go into a school and you support a school, that doesn't mean to say you never challenge them. But if your overarching expectation is support, then when you have a challenging conversation, you're doing it for supportive reasons. Yeah, there's a difference, isn't there? Yeah, but if you're having, if you're, if you're not sure whether you're supporting or challenging, and you're going into school and you're having a challenging conversation, and you say, well, right, I'm going to come back in a month, and you better have done that. Mm. If there is that punitive element attached to it, which we know, yeah, there is. We, you know, we all know staff that and senior leadership teams that have, you know, it's career breaking. It, 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 yeah, absolutely. People have left. People have gone off on stress. People yeah. have felt unable to move schools during special mm -hmm. measures, even if they they themselves are excellent, but they are working in challenging circumstances. So keep Heston for accountability, but make it absolutely clear that everybody else is for support mm -hmm. so as we mentioned before move the safeguarding um, from Eston and create an LA inspection team to carry out an annual review and then there's the whole workload thing so you know workload and accountability they do link up so why not combine the actions on this data ecosystem mm -hmm. and rather than carrying out survey and saying well how's your well-being you know on a scale of one to ten where are you yeah. I'm okay today, but if you asked me yesterday, I would have said I wasn't. You see, yeah, well, yeah, it's, I mean, it's all very subjective, isn't it? Absolutely. And then what are you going to do with that? Mm. Oh, goodness me. Well, we've got everyone at a four. So let's think about what we're going to, you know, what can you do with that very sort of qualitative, well, we're not okay. Wouldn't it be much, much better to say, what mm. are the things that you feel are um, a workload burden that do not Im impact on learning in the classroom. Mm -hmm. Let's take one at a time and solve them. Yeah. What do you think as, as a professional that could be done about it to yeah. help ease that? You know, let's go straight yeah. to the people who are doing those yeah. actions. I mean, I know that government has had a uh, an ongoing relationship with unions about workload and they have listed a, a, a number of things that need to be dealt with but one of the, the the solutions to it i was reading was that they were going to ask head teachers to feedback information on their well-being and their workload to give welsh government information just take one of the things that have been identified yeah, and like i don't know filling in grant forms yeah. and be prepared to scrap it 
yeah. get somebody else to do it or or just send the money direct and don't expect accountability for the grant forms you know do something yeah those it's those marginal gains as well those little things that could make a difference isn't it right so rather than just creating data that you then say well we're creating this yeah. data and we've got a, an action plan and a working party create actionable Actions, data yeah okay so education accountability at a national level apart from testing yeah you know it's all did yeah so focus on political support for education not individual yeah. accountability for teachers yeah. and schools because that comes through us and it comes through the the work of the school itself yeah you know because as a teacher as a classroom teacher i was accountable to my pupils i was accountable to my line manager mm-hmm. ultimately i was accountable to the governors mm-hmm. so it's already there and parents are there as well yeah. absolutely and yeah. then they are held accountable by esther so there you go job done let's um here we go start of the term as we mean to go on Absolutely. So we hope you are all raring to go in the next couple of days for term, that you've all had a good rest. We do have some really interesting podcasts already in the in the can. Yes. We've been very <laughs> organized professional there um, to come out this term as well. So we've got one head teacher and one very interesting oh yeah very reading. interesting one on reading reading absolutely. comprehension so absolutely um that's coming out as well so no doubt we'll have some more coming out from things from Welsh government that they put out at the beginning yes. <laughs> at the beginning of the term yes. when everybody's full already so we've got raglan primary yeah. coming up we've got alor primary yeah. coming up and we've got our new professional learning resource pedagogy, pedagogy. At the heart of yeah. so watch or listen to this space yes um, and if you're interested in what we're putting out about pedagogy uh give us a look, shout yeah give us a shout there you go okay we'll speak to you soon take care bye now thanks for listening don't forget to subscribe to make sure you don't miss future episodes you can find us online at www.impact.wales you can also follow us on social media on twitter we're at impact wales on facebook and instagram search for impact wales and on linkedin search for impact school improvement